Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Cannabis and cannabis resin is to be added to the adult caution list 14 years after the programme was established. This means now that anybody caught in possession of cannabis for personal use can receive a caution. Now, remember, by the way, can receive a caution instead of being arrested and charged with criminal possession. Now, I'm assuming this is up to the Garda's interpretation of what's personal use. Garda have been calling on this, or did this be introduced for several years. It means that those caught with a small amount of cannabis will not go through the criminal justice system. And it also frees up Garda from, I suppose, doing the paperwork associated with such a what they consider to be a small arrest or, you know, a small uh, criminal offence. Previously, only certain offences were on the adult caution list, many which dealt with public order incidents, such as being drunk in a public place, low-level assault, as well as theft or threatening to kill somebody in a local car park. Uh, those kind of things will only get you an adult caution in the past. Um, the scheme came into force on the 1st of February 2006 and only applied to offences committed on or after that date. And the Gardaí, uh, at the time the Gardaí said the scheme was an alternative to prosecution or certain persons against whom there is evidence uh, of the commission of a scheduled criminal offence where the prosecution of such offence is not required in the public interest. In other words, it's a waste of everybody's time because more than likely they're not going to end up going to jail or getting a fine because the judge will look at it and go, hold on lads, why are you even bringing this person into court? So it, it's kind of stop wasting time. The Gardaí will now be able to use their discretion to determine who can uh, get the caution and who will not. Officers must consider if the alleged offender is deemed to be a person suitable for consideration. In other words, somebody caught for the first time, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the caution will be extended for something known as simple as possession. Uh, there is uh, This is where someone has drugs on them, of course, for personal use. Now, I'm assure, assuming... Th- there would be a quantity involved. Like, if you had a couple of bags of it in your pocket, you're not going to get a caution, you're going to get done. Um, those caught with larger quantities will, of course, still face prosecution. A working group was set up in 2018 to consider such issues as the possession of drugs for personal use and to review the, uh, the jurisdictions or jurisdiction around them. And, uh, of course, the laws around drug, drugs in, in general. In 2019, the government today unveiled its plan to give those caught in possession of drugs a chance to seek treatment instead of being arrested on the spot. In the first instance of being found in possession, Guardian will refer the person to health services. And this is in relation to Class A drugs, by the way. But I want to know if you think it's time to decriminalise cannabis completely, just to make it legal, essentially. Well, decriminalisation and legality are two different things, by the way. They are hard to... I suppose, define separately, if you know what I mean, to distinguish between the two. But decriminalisation doesn't necessarily mean you're not breaking the law. It just means that you're probably not going to go to court and jail for it. Whereas legal, you know, to make something legal means that just you will not be arrested, you cannot be cautioned, and, you know, the guards don't get involved at all. And that you would regulate something. I mean, you could obviously open up shops and start selling it, etc., etc. I mean, look, despite the health risks and the gateway drug debate, more solid civil liberties arguments are winning out in country after country when it comes to cannabis. And there are many good arguments for why people should not smoke cannabis or why they should consume it rarely. I mean, some of the arguments, of course, are psychosis, paranoia. Um, Many doctors will give you evidence that cannabis has destroyed people's lives. But then again, we could argue alcohol destroys people's lives as well, and we allow people to consume that. Uh, Cigarette smoking destroys people's lives. We allow people to consume cigarette smoking or cigarette smoke. Um, You know, uh, too much fast food can destroy your life and your health, but we allow people to do it. So we allow people to make choices on things that are dangerous uh, within reason. Now, if something is obviously very dangerous, we can ban it. 
But, I mean, the idea that cannabis has been banned was probably daft, to be honest with you, considering we allow so many other things. Don't get me wrong, I don't agree with it being legal, but the idea that it's illegal is probably silly when you consider the fact that we allow alcohol, we allow cigarette smoke, we allow all those other things that are dangerous for us, but we don't allow cannabis, which may be equally dangerous, but no more dangerous, I suppose, from that point of view. But I want to know, should we legalise cannabis completely? Decriminalise, legalise, whatever word you're comfortable using. Should we legalise it completely? Forget about the cautions that we were talking about that there was the paper tonight. Uh, forget about that. Should we just legalise it? That you'd be able to buy cannabis legally uh, from a coffee shop, walk in, buy a joint, whatever it is, you know, go to whatever your local supplier, which would be a legitimate supplier, regulated by the state, tax would be paid on it. You buy your weed, off you go home, you can grow your own plants, say limited to maybe five or six plants per household, and off you go. Should we be allowed to do that? Let's have a little debate about it. Should we give the green light to cannabis? And the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Andy, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Andy? I'm good now, thank you. All good. Andy, I, I, I understand why people would like to see it legalised, and I understand all the arguments, you know, should we, you know, we allow people to drink and smoke and do other dangerous things, and should cannabis is no more dangerous than the rest of those, so why not? The argument is, I suppose, is that I've always told my kids drugs are dangerous. It is a drug, and yet we're saying, well, oh, this drug is okay. Off you go, they're far away, and you're kind of given the green light to drugs, and next it'll be Class A drugs. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite agree with that sentiment. Now, I think number one, children shouldn't be taking any form of drug, whether it's nicotine, cannabis, or alcohol. Um, and what we're saying is, when we say we legalise something, you know, alcohol is legal for over 18s. Cigarettes, I think, are legal for over 16s or 18s now. Um, so, therefore, if you're going to say it's legal, then it's only ever going to be legal for adults. You know, n- nobody could ever say that, you know, drugs are good for children, <laughs> because I think you might find yourself in hot water with that with here. Well, no, no, drug is, no drug is good for a child, be it alcohol, cigarette uh, smoke, or whatever that's, it that's what, that's what I just said. Yeah, um, yeah. So, therefore, that, you know, legalising something, we're not talking about sort of legality of, you know, saying, so we're not saying it's okay for children to use it. Um, I think the fact of the matter is, that if you sort of speak to children these days, they'll tell you it's nearly easier to get cannabis than it is to get alcohol. Um, that's 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 the sort of. Well, good cocaine is probably a bigger problem in society at the moment for teenagers. Well, yes. well I mean, yeah, exactly. In, in because I, I, and I was told this: the teenagers nowadays, I'm talking about the 18s, 19s, the students. Yeah. It's cheaper they, for them to go out and score cocaine than go out and have a few pints. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about those figures now. Uh, no, well, that's what I've heard. Well, I mean, if, if it's if it's a hundred quid a gram on the street, I don't know. I couldn't tell you that, much it is. Andy. Well, that's that's you can that, that's just say. The information I'm, I'm aware of, that's the kind of, you know, price people pay. And if it, you get 10 bites for 50, I can't see the economic argument that, and, and plus people sort of take, what's what you call it, cocaine, when they're drinking it. So it's a combination sort of mm. drug, mm-hmm. isn't it? So, any case, we're not talking, I mean, cocaine is highly dangerous. It causes huge amounts of misery and suffering throughout the world and therefore should never be legalised and, and, and law enforcement. I, I, know, I know numerous people it. have destroyed their lives with cocaine, but then again, I can equally argue yeah. I know numerous people who have destroyed their lives with alcohol as well. You know, yeah, so. exactly. So, therefore, what we're saying is drugs that we're talking about in, in the conversation, cocaine and alcohol, have hugely damaging effects on society, whereas something like cannabis is, you know, clinically it's classed as a sedative, so therefore when people are smoking it, they're not 
going to be filling up the A and E emergency departments. They're not going to be a third. You know, I mean, alcohol uh, is contributes to sort of road deaths, and, and a third of all people that die on the roads have got blood alcohol content above the legal limit. So, you know, those drugs. I mean, if you sort of weigh up alcohol versus cannabis. You know, and you, and you brought it before, let's say, a review panel today without any of the history that we have. I'm sure they will find alcohol to be far more damaging to society and to people than, than cannabis is. So, therefore... Yes, because it, alcohol has an indirect effect on other people, um, whereas no. smoking cannabis probably doesn't. Well, I think, I think alcohol has a very direct effect on, on, on lots of people, doesn't it? In, yeah. in, in, in what it does. Mm. I think cannabis, you know, people smoke cannabis because... They want to get started because it takes and it sedates them from, let's say, the, mm-hmm. the trouble of, of and, and trauma of, of normal life. Um, and the thing about it is that if if you legalise something like that, then basically you give the police more time to focus on on the class A drugs, which are you know hugely damaging, you know, involve huge amounts of violence and huge amounts of misery on society. And that, and that's where we should be. Leveling police resources, in in my opinion. And okay, so I'm you believe it would free up the police? You know, because we don't need the Garda Shea stopping sixteen-year-olds who might have you know enough there for two joints in his pocket. It's kind of pointless, is the point you're making? To be stopping people, they could be busy off off fighting actual crimes. If you know what I mean. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd be more concerned about that. Wanting social behaviour for Yeah, in terms of sort of you know drugs task force, I'm sure you know if you if you sort of decriminalise um, and legalise cannabis is and, and sort of said, okay, like you say, it's if you said it's okay to grow plants in your house, then then people wouldn't have to buy off dealers for a start as well. And, and what about the gateway argument? I mean, the gateway argument is, of course, is, well, you could argue, by the way, that alcohol is a gateway uh, to, to drugs as well. <laughs> I, I, but I, but I mean, that, that cannabis is a gateway to other drugs. I, I would suspect there's more people have gone straight from alcohol to cocaine than cannabis to cocaine. Mm-hmm. If you if you go just look at the pubs now, you know not that they're, not that they're doing a whole heap these days, but you know when and, and I you know, in the younger days, of course, went to pubs, um, but you know in, in sort of later years, I really haven't had the time or, or inclination to, to spend much time in pubs. But when I have gone out to pubs, it's quite clear you can sort of see the people coming back from the. In the toilets, you know, rubbing their noses. And, mm. uh, and, when, and, when, in my day, in the, the nightclubs and pubs, it was ecstasy. It wasn't so much cocaine. You know, mm. I mean, I'm back in the 90s, I'm talking about, you know, when when I was working in the well, clubs and pubs, it was I, I'm, ecstasy. Well, I mean, there, there is a different scene, yes. I mean, I, I was in before, I was in Manchester at the start, and I used to get the house end when I was still at school. Um, that, see, that, see, there is an argument that we can't just keep legalising everything as according to society wants it or believes that it should be legalised because we have to think of, uh, you know, what's, for, what's better you, for society. You look, you look at the damages and you do some cost-benefit analysis to society of, of what the actual sort of damage is that cannabis does. I mean, what damage does cannabis really do to society? Okay, so you wouldn't be against the idea. Okay, well, say, let's just stay there for a second. Because Maliki are on Classic Hits. Now, Maliki, you know, in the paper today, they talk about, you know, the Gardaí will be giving people cautions for possession, uh, for personal use, instead of actually arresting people now. Uh, whereas, I'm kind of asking the, uh, the question, should it be just legalised and be done with it? Because a lot of people would like to see it legalised because they're doing it anyway. Well, firstly, you know, to give somebody a caution, you have to bring them in and give them the caution and record it, Right. Yeah, but they don't have a criminal well, record. On. So they may as well arrest them. So, I mean, the fact that they're not arrested doesn't, it mean, doesn't make it take up any less time. 
And this argument that there'll be more resources available to fight um, hard class A drugs is nonsense because the same resources will be required to caution people as... Well, no, there's less paperwork. Look, I... No, hang on, just one time. So, Maliki, there's less paperwork because they don't have to go to court. It won't have to go to court. That's correct. But the same resources in arresting people and bringing them in will happen, right? Now... You might as well go down, if you're going to go the road of legalising or decriminalising cannabis, you may as well go all the way and decriminalise all Class A drugs. Because no. what, it sa- what it says, let me finish before you start contradicting me for once. Go ahead. Right? What it says to people, and what it says to young people particularly, is that this state doesn't care what poison you put into your body. If we can, and some of these points have been addressed already, we can make some tax out of it. So, young people today and teenagers are using a far um, more addictive and far more dangerous form of cannabis and weed than they were 20 years ago. Cannabis is not simply now the the weed it was, you know, when you were growing up now or or Mm -hmm. beyond that, or when you were in nightclubs. It's a much stronger version. And the huge amount of psychiatric problems that young teenagers have now and mental health problems Mm -hmm. derive almost solely from their use of, uh, of illegal drugs and of, and of alcohol as well and the combination of the two. Now youngsters and girls, because it, it's across the board, it doesn't, it, it's not just youngsters now as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're drinking, they're not going out and having a pint, they're sitting in a field, smoking weed and drinking a bottle of vodka or a bottle of Jack Daniels. That's the reality at 15 and 16 in this state. And what this legislation does is says that that's okay. And in 10 years, because the very same people who are advocating for the decriminalization of cannabis want the decriminalization of cocaine because they're banging coke up their nose at the weekends. And they see this as opening the door and leading to the argument that that should be decriminalized on the basis that, sure, everybody's doing it. Every pub you go into, there's somebody going off, as your caller says, going off to the Jackson coming out you know, uh, right the nose. nose, right? And that's something that should be stopped. And if we had a police service in this country that was actually, and a political class, that was actually interested in dealing with the drugs problem in this country, you know, it could be dealt with. We saw, you know, we discussed on your program the other day the nonsense of the, the latest um, referendum on Article 42, which nobody gives a damn about. Yet for 40 years... We're arguing about dealing with the drugs problem. Uh, Virgin Media last night showed a program on John Gilligan. Was he just a man ahead of his time then? You know, he built a, a, an, an empire, empire yeah. on, 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 cannab- on solely on cannabis and cigarettes, in fact, but not Class A drugs. And, you know, why did he go to jail if we're now saying that what he'd done was okay? That he was involved, in fairness, Malik, with the greatest respect to John Gilligan. He was a tow rag. He was involved in an awful lot more. Well, no, he hasn't been charged with that, or he hasn't been being yeah, well, he was acquitted of that. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the, the point is, you know, we all know what John Gilligan was. Oh, and no, that's not uh, the point. There's a lot more going well, on in John Gilligan's life than just well, well, selling a bit on. of cannabis. That's not the point. The, the point is that when he came out of prison, the, the, the business he concentrated on after the warehouse... No, no, I know, I know. Was, ...was cannabis. And we're now saying so. that that is now going to be a legal business to be in. No, it's not well, legal business. Okay, well, hang on. Let, let's just let Andy respond to that. Andy, okay. it's, a, it's a fair point, you know, that if we actually, 
you know, the idea that we're, we're legalising or decriminalising yeah, cannabis is because so, we believe we've lost the war on drugs, so to no. speak. And that's, that's always the argument. But should we never really fought it? Yeah, well, the, the, one, I think that the, the point I was going to make now is that Gilligan is allegedly, you know, dealing in huge volumes and quantity. And when we talk about laws of economics, it's supply and demand. And if you legalised it and allowed people to grow it in their own homes, then that is going to reduce the demand to buy from, from let's say, certain supply chains. If you can grow it yourself, you completely cut the deal uh, down. So everybody is not well, going not to be a, a garden. It's not nonsense. You know, that, that is nonsense. There will always well, have to be nonsense? a supplier. I can't pick up a plane out in the airport and fly wherever I want. If I want to go somewhere, it I have to go to Ryanair, which is one of the owns thousands of planes. No, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we all go out and buy potatoes in the supermarket. We don't grow them out in our own backyard. And some people do. But not everybody's going to be bothered. Of course, the 20 greens are finished. That's all we'll have, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, nobody, not everybody's going to bother growing their own, Andy, in fairness. Yeah, but it just means that the police aren't going to kick the door in if, if they do. And I, I actually believe that plenty of people would grow their own if, uh, if, it was, if it was legal. Do you seriously think that Johnny, at 15 years of age, is going to start growing his plants and waiting for the... Oh, wait a minute. We're not talking... Have you, you know, just, missed the point? We're not talking about children. Are we, are we saying it's okay to give Hop drugs to children? Yourself. We're not saying... That's the point. You're missing the point here. What we're talking about is what is illegal for adults. We Nobody ever said it's good for children to take drugs. Oh, no, 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 Nobody no. said that was a good thing. Yeah, but I mean, alcohol, hang on, but we're not meant to send alcohol either to children. I mean, realistically, we have to consider that, Andy, because even though alcohol can't be purchased and consumed by a person under the age of 18, should they still do it? So we have to consider, the same with cigarette smoke. I see kids all the time, 15, 16, smoking. So we, we still see it. they get grown-ups to buy it for them. Yeah, well, whatever. They'll they're get grown-ups to buy the cannabis. To buy Hold on. They're not all getting grown-ups to buy it. Many of them are taking it from their own houses, and many of them are just going in and buying it. You know, this nonsense that everybody is standing outside an off-license waiting for the old man to come along and buy it for them is crap. Youngsters are well capable of buying the well, drink. Listen, you know, all I can say is that's the, the real one. From, from my personal experience, when I, when I came across a child that had got his hands on it, he'd, somebody bought it for him out, out of a supermarket. So, listen, all I can go is my own personal experience. If you know differently in your experience, that's absolutely fine. Well, I think but I'm just facts. speaking from my own. I'm just speaking from my own personal, you know, well, uh, knowledge. I, I mean, Maliki, Maliki, have you ever smoked cannabis? No, no. Andy, have you ever smoked cannabis? Yes. Yeah, I did when I was younger for about two years, for about, between the age of 18 and kind of 20. And then I kind of figured this is a dead end. You know, there's, there's no nice ending to and this. I, I, didn't I know plenty of people that did. And I can say that every one of them who didn't go on harder drugs ended up with, with mental problems from it. Well, I, I, know a lot of, I know a lot of people well, who turn well, out... You end up with mental problems. Uh, I mean, okay, well, hang on just one time. I, Andy, I do know a lot of people at the time when I was smoking it who were smoking it as well. And they were wasters. There were wasters. There was all. I remember one particular guy I knew. I used to work with. Now I was about twenty at this stage, and, and I wasn't smoking anymore. And and he was smoking it every morning. And he'd be in work, and he'd be going, "All oh, right, like it's cool, man. Oh man, I'll stop. You're freaking me out, man." And all this thing going, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Out of his box all the time. Surely he'd never amount to anything. Do you know what I mean? No, uh, absolutely. But the, that's people that abuse. There's always going to be people in society that abuse. You know, substances, chemicals, aren't there? You know, the people who use the funny drunken wasters that don't go to work sitting there swinging the duck gold. You don't say then that, it's, that there's another drug that we're going to put in to, to entice more people. But this argument then that, oh, well, you'll have to buy it in the chemist or you'll have to, you know, get it somewhere from some, somebody approved by the state and that they'll tax it and all, that, all of that. Look at what happened with cigarettes. 
the most controlled, one of the most controlled substances for sale in this country. You can't sell it in the shop, you know, without it being hidden. You know, yet the vast bulk of cigarettes, according to, to RG Muggle. Data and the, the Shop Owners um, Association, are smuggled in. Are smuggled in and are sold on the streets. So that's mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, this argument that it removes the criminal fraternity from it is nonsense because the state will see it's such a marketplace where a huge amount of money can be made that they'll suck it dry for every penny they can and no, then people will come back that's, and that's sell it. in that's, your opinion. That's, well, no, it, it, it's not my opinion. Well, it is, it, it is because it, what I'm saying is opinion that based on, both al- on, both, on both on alcohol and cigarettes and how the state has dealt with Yeah, them. but we, do, we don't, you don't hear too much about illegal alcohol being sold on the street. Cigarettes, yes, certainly, because, because it's convenient and it's small. I went one at a time. Sorry, sorry. Around any house in the state, and you will find drink being sold cheap. And the only reason that market has decreased is because the supermarkets are selling alcohol at the low cost. So they've driven the price down. But before the likes of the, the supermarkets started selling at the prices they're selling at, there was a huge market around. Every house in the state, in this city, you know, people were going around selling vodka and whiskey and, and cans from, from the back of vans. Well, imported stuff, like? Well, it was imported from the north, generally. Oh, OK, OK, because I'm, I'm not aware, because I, yeah. I don't drink, so I wouldn't be seeking it out. OK, but well, stay there a second. Let me go to Valerie as well. Valerie, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Valerie? How you doing, Niall? Uh, OK, well, okay. forget about what the government are talking about, which is uh, only getting a caution if you have enough for your own possession. But what about going, you know, full steam ahead and legalising uh, cannabis? Do you think that's a good idea? I absolutely do, yeah. Okay, and why? Do you take? Do you smoke it yourself? No, not myself personally. But, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> I know several people in my inner circle that do. And, okay. Um, I find that one particular in, per- in particular has like um, issues with anxiety and stuff. Right. It really, really helps that person. Okay, and and maybe maybe it does for that person. I'm not denying that, but the mm-hmm. the the scientific evidence would suggest that quite the opposite. That for a lot of people, cannabis smoking can actually give you anxiety and paranoia. Oh, and psychosis. You don't have enough of it. You see, if you if you go and smoke it to death and then go five days without it, then yes, you're going to be full of anxiety. Whereas if you steadily just have your little pinner or your little joint. No, so, no. According to know, the evidence, if you smoke a lot of cannabis, it, ca- it causes psychosis. No, I think I think long term use of, of of cannabis absolutely does yeah. increase your chances of getting things like long term psychosis yeah. and paranoia. That's. That, okay. that is a okay. pretty given fact. Okay, we're just, just getting back to so, so Valerie, okay, you believe for your friend it helps yeah. their anxiety. I'm not denying Absolutely. that. It may it may Absolutely. help their... Absolutely. It yeah. actually does, and I've seen it. And not alone that, but their whole persona, like, I mean, they are, um, say, with alcohol, right? This particular person, you go out and have a drink in the pub, right? After four or five drinks, if you look that person wrong, go crazy. Give them a smoke... He's a different person. He's just happy. He loves everybody. It's completely different. Um, yeah, but it is. Yeah, yeah Andy's it right. It is a sedative. Right. It is a sedative, but it can be also be like a thing that will keep you like eating, and it'll help your, you know, your your ability to eat food and stuff as well. Like you know, some people are are so anxious without like you know, say for instance, my particular friend, right, has been to the hospital and stuff, and been to the doctor and got like. Um, medication to help them sleep and help them eat and stuff like that. None of that worked. Mm. But so cannabis, but cannabis bigger, works. Bigger side effects from that. He was getting like um, pains down his legs. He was getting palpitations. All this kind of stuff, right? Whereas 
just like a little bit every now and again. Like, say, for the, for instance, Vera, Vera Toomey's daughter, right? I know she's got a medical condition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that child would actually be having about 50 seizures a day if she did not have the medication form of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, 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 don't, I don't think anyone disagrees with it for medicinal purposes, beneficial. by the way. So if it's there for medicine, yes. And if it's there for recreational purposes, yes. Well, that's what we are talking about, recreational purposes. But the majority of people would take it for like recreational days. purposes. There's like from the, the like, say out in Amsterdam, it's a it's an it's a legal substance out there, right? Yeah. People go off and they go in and have. Do you want? To, would you like Ireland to be like Amsterdam? Well, why not? Because we're hmm. a very stressed country anyway. We live like we're in like nomads, right? We live like one half of the year it's kind of nice, and then another bit of the year it's like drizzly and nice, and then the half of the the rest of the year it's like misery, and we live in misery probably nine months out of the year because we've shit weather like excuse my French right okay and in all <laughs> due respect like but uh, uh, that, yeah, yeah okay uh, kind of to relax to relax chill out and be oh, and, and actually okay well, well okay let me let, well, let me put that to Maliki <laughs> well Maliki, Maliki well, just, get back to so, Amsterdam just, I suppose just so I'm clear what she's saying uh, her view is that because life is such a, a, a mess that we should all just Get stoned. I'm not saying that. That's what you're saying. And we should go around, rather than actually deal with society as it is and try and change that, we should just get stoned and ignore what's happening. And it hasn't been working. So let's try something different. Get stoned. No, I'm not saying get stoned. That's what you're saying. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> that life is so tough in this country for nine months of the year, as you pointed it's out, kind of, that we should just get out of our head and we just won't think about it so much. No, it's. And just relax, like, just chill out, like. <laughs> I like Irish weather now. <laughs> I like the Irish weather. You're taking weather. what I'm saying completely out of context. I'm annoying. Oh, I'm not really. You actually are. Okay, no, 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 hang on, no, hang on. Be fair, be fair to Valerie. Sorry, Valerie, go no, ahead. No, but I'm sorry, like, you're taking what I'm saying completely out of context. I would use, if I was to use it, and I don't, right? But if I was to use it, and the person I know that does use it, uses it only for recreational medicinal purposes. Purposes. Well, like, those two terms are contradictory. Aspect, but it's, how am I contradicting? No, it's, well, I thought the point. It's either medicinal or it's recreational. It can be both. What's wrong with it being both? That's not being. Well, well they're two different things. I mean, I mean, let's be clear, Valerie. I agree with you when it comes to the Vera Toomey example, and we've spoken to Vera on the show many times in relation to her daughter. Absolutely, for people like that, where there is, where she has anecdotal evidence that it works for her daughter, it should be available to her. Yeah, I've had seen other people with problems with serious, serious mental health issues, and a little bit of that has helped them. And that's fine. And if we did legalise it for medicinal purposes, I'm sure they could go to a doctor and a doctor could prescribe it. But we're talking about legalising it for the general population, whereas people can just smoke it to get off their head. Well, you know something? Hold your wish, though, here a second, right? What about heroin and coke, right? What about them? They're all chemical drugs. Mm-hmm. They're made. They're man-made. And would you, would you legalise them, too? No. Oh, okay. they're, they're all they from plants, don't they? they? Well, they, they, they all derive from plants. They came from the ground that is thousands of years old. And if it's, you know... Well, cocaine comes from the ground too, doesn't it? It's grown, it's a plant. It's, it's a cocoa plant, and, yeah. then, and then heroin it comes from, from the poppy. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and so they, all, they do, with the greatest respect, Valerie, they all come from the earth. Oh, that's fair enough, but the way they process it isn't the same. Cannabis is processed in the same way. No, it's not. 
Okay, I mean, cocaine. Well, maybe it depends on what you're you're smoking. If you're smoking grass or you're smoking hash, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. There isn't chemicals added to it. There is chemicals added to it. Like what? Of course there's chemicals. I'm not going to go through the whole list of... But every product that is sold by by the criminal market is is enhanced with other products. You're talking through your second act. You show me one product that is sold that is not um, adulterated by other products. People are buying heroin, for instance, and don't know what's in it. The same as cocaine and the same as, as cannabis and weed. They, people no. don't know what... Well, no. hold on, people don't know what... What can that. you put in weed? You can't put I in mean, got Valerie, with the greatest respect, should we smoke cigarettes and there's something like 6,000 different chemicals sprayed in cigarettes? Exactly, and that's fucking legal. Yeah, well, I, I understand that, but I can tell you now, if cigarettes weren't illegal and someone brought them out tomorrow and Walter Raleigh imported them into Ireland or England and, the, and Ireland, they wouldn't be allowed to be... They, they wouldn't be allowed to legalise it. But we, well, at the time we were thick and we did legalise them. We allowed it. So it's kind of hard to get back very, out of it again. Very, very um, strong word now saying we were thick. Well, if we... I we want that, no, hold on a second. What I'm saying to you is, if there was no cigarettes and Walter Raleigh imported them into Ireland, which he did into the UK many, many years ago, um, there is no way in this wild earthly world, unless we were thick, that we would legalise them knowing what we know now about cigarettes. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that we would legalize cigarettes, knowing what we know about them now? If if we were only legalizing that, we would legalize cigarettes. Are you tell me we would. Niall, uh, we would never legalize them. There's a lot more stuff out there that causes cancer than bloody um, cigarettes. Cigarettes are probably the biggest perpetrator of cancer in the world. Statistically, according to um, the the who, which are look at, we've got. Co- COVID-19 going on at the moment, since you're, that's a load of... Yeah, I know, no, no. Let's get back to what the statement that you just made. Probably the biggest perpetrator of cancer in this country and in most countries in the world is cigarette smoke. Smoking cigarettes. And now, by the way, I'm a smoker. I smoke. I'm a smoker too. Okay, so, so, so let's not be in denial here, okay? Cigarettes, cigarette smoking causes cancer. It is one of the biggest contributing factors to cancer in the world. We spend hundreds of millions one in this country. One type of cancer. Dealing with it doesn't matter. From cigarettes, and we spend tens of millions every year trying to encourage people not to smoke. In 10 years, if this process goes through, we'll be doing the same with cannabis because people will start to realise the effects that it's having on people. And we're dealing with the repercussions. We see what happened with cigarettes. <laughs> we see what happens with mm. alcohol. So why are we going to add another fuel to the fire and destroy another generation? This is about keeping a generation... These politicians who are deciding these things are not doing it because they want Johnny to to have a, a, a smoke at night and do a bit of weed. They're doing it because they want to control the population. They want to okay. ensure that the, the biggest number of young people... Stuff. Hold on. The biggest number of young people who will be told that the government says it's okay to do this, so therefore Does it's okay. Does he Google all this stuff before he comes on your show just to have his, his statistics? No, he's just quite knowledgeable. All right. Right, and I'm 40 years campaigning against drugs. Are so you? I didn't just come by Are this. You, have you been affected by drugs? Yes, I have, hugely. All right. All right. I've buried people right. who, who went down that road, who started off with so, cannabis. I've, bur- I've seen people spend part of their lives in jail drugs. for it their does addictions. Not, and that is right? a load of rubbish. What it is? does not lead to other it drugs. It does. It's a personal It's decision. a personal yeah, choice, isn't it? Everything if, is a personal choice. If you've choice. got an addictive personality, you will try anything. Well, then why, is the, why are we going to say then that the state should add another le- uh, uh, concoction into the mix? Oh, but weed is not addictive, my friend. Of course it is. It's, it's not. Ah, well, yeah, cough on to yourself. It's of not. Of course it's addictive. It is addictive. It's actually not. 
Ah, Valerie, would you stop? Niall, how the hell do you know? It's psychologically, because I did smoke it here many years ago. It's psychologically addictive. Of course it is. It's, it's even more than that, Seven years of age, come on. It's, it's probably, I don't, I mean, the, the scientists and the people there would say that it is addictive, just like cigarette smoke, just like drinking alcohol. And you, you read these statistics, you believe everything you read. So you're, 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 you're telling me it's not. You're never actually experienced people... You know. In you can live in the little bubble you're, you're living in. You never actually could see. I don't live in a fucking bubble. You do live in a bubble, if this is what you believe. If you don't believe, one, that, that smoking cannabis I, or weed I is addictive, sorry, and two, that you don't believe it's a gateway. A you do. It's not, a, it's not a gateway. It is a gateway. It's a personal choice. All drugs are a personal choice. And do other drugs. That's entire, it's got nothing to do, oh, next thing now, oh, because I smoke weed, now I want to do and shoot fucking heroin up my arm. That's well, you show me one. Works, you tell, you bring me to one heroin addict, or one who who didn't start off on cannabis. Dave got you bring me to an one. Addictive personality. You bring me to one. Jesus, this, this man obviously lives in the middle of La La Land. You obviously don't live in the real world. You're well, going I think I live in the real world. Than you, I think, you know, Do you, really? you have no concept of what's happening out in the world. No, I don't. If you believe, I don't have any concept of nothing. Cause if I'm you believe, firstly, that cannabis is not addictive. And if you it's believe not. it's not a gateway. It's not. And I know from a personal, from a personal perspective. Would you say, okay, you okay, well, let me ask you a question, Valerie, just before I go to Tina and Paul. Would you think that, can, or would you think that, sorry, cigarettes and alcohol have had a positive effect on society? <coughs> that's down to people. And I mean, and that's not, I'm asking you personally, just your observations on society. Do you think that alcohol and cigarette smoking has had a positive effect on society. This has got nothing to do with what you're talking about. You see, about, well, why won't you... Won't no, but seriously... It, no, it has a lot to do with what I'm talking about. It's the point that Maliki was making, but I'm just wording it slightly different. Do you think that alcohol and cigarette smoking has had a positive effect on society? Well, yes and no. It's a okay, okay, well, okay. Yes okay. and no. It's not really asking the question, Valerie. Ask me the same question and I'll give you the answer. I think they've had a very detrimental effect on society. The majority of petty crime that's committed around the city, for example, on a regular basis is due to uh, alcohol abuse. Uh, domestic violence is increased because of alcohol abuse. Um, smoking causes cancer. Um, it also uh, has other effects on other people as well, being in relation to asthma and all sorts of carry on. So to suggest well, that either one of those has had okay. a positive effect on society. All right. No, they haven't, right? Obviously. So, so the point is, my point is... Why would you want to add another problem to the mix? Because it's not going to be a problem. Because no one's going to be out baiting anyone if they're ficking having a few joints. Well, of okay, well, well, hang on. No, hang on for a second, both because I need to bring Tina and Paul in here, okay? Tina, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Tina? How are you doing? Tina, do you believe we should legalise it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Thank you, Tina. You're a great... I'm with, l- l- yeah, Valerie's flying the flag there. Go on. No, Valerie, no, uh, Valerie, Valerie, listen to me, love. I'm mm-hmm. behind you 100% on everything you said, okay? Mm. Now, I'm going to say to you, Niall, right? Mm. You reckon that cannabis is a problem, okay? Yep. You smoked cannabis for two years, mm. between the age of 18 and 20. Yep. You're still smoking fucking fags, aren't you? Yep. No more Thank than you. myself. Yep. No more than myself. No more than me. Yeah, Bags. but yeah, but I'm, but I'm not I'm not lying on a bed with, with the room spinning around no, me, no, 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 and I'm no, not no, out of no, me no, box. No, no, no. Valerie, listen, that doesn't happen. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay, Niall. Yeah, Niall. Bags are harder to give up than heroin. Niall. Probably. No, 
No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's actually a fact. To be honest with you, no, no, with, with the greatest respect, minute. that's not Hang a fact. On a Tina. Oh. I smoke. No, but no, I know I lots of people who've given up smoking cigarettes. Now listen to me, loving. I smoke fags. Yeah. I spend fourteen fifty a day on fags. Yeah, I know I it's would ridiculous. Borrow of my next door neighbour a fag if I didn't have one. Yeah, I have smoked weed in the past. I have never ever been. Yeah, but does it? But yeah, okay. And I'm not. I'm, but hang on, Tina. I'm not going to disagree with you to some degree, but to suggest that it's harder to give up cigarettes than heroin, I think, is a little bit of a stretch because I know loads of people have given up smoking. All right, so get Ashling to Google it. And come back. Get Ashling to Google it and come back to me. She's Trust doing me. She's I've doing done that. my research on this myself. Right. Uh, the word heroin scares me. So oh, it it scares everybody. Just if. I have read too many stories that people have gone from rich to bumming on the street in eight months. Yep. They'd rob from their parents. They, yep. They'd rob everybody, but blah, blah, blah. The only thing about cannabis that is illegal is getting caught with it. It is grown out of the ground. And by the way, there is absolutely nothing mixed with it. I know a guy for 30 Thank years. You. He's been growing his own for 30 years. He sells it. And I know how it's grown. I know how long it takes to grow. There is absolutely nothing added to it but yeah but no, but if you legalize this if you legal not everybody by the way buys homegrown a lot of people are buying imported stuff from other countries so yeah. you know unless we're all grown our own plants yeah but unless we're all grown our own plants td you can't be sure that there isn't stuff added to it no but the point is as as what's her name said sorry valerie valerie. valerie yeah as valerie said like amsterdam Okay. I don't know why you're all pointing to Amsterdam as being some sort of wonderful place, by the no, way. No, no, it's no. It's a great place to see no. prostitutes and, and you know, get no, stoned. I'm sorry, we're not talking about prostitutes. I'm just saying, it's, I, don't, I, I, wouldn't like to, I wouldn't like to be living in a place like Amsterdam and say that's my city. I wouldn't be no, very no, proud I, of it. No, no. No, hang on a minute. <laughs> hang on a second. Just, just being personally. Look, you spend, as I said, fourteen fifty every single day of your life on cigarettes because you're addicted. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. People go to Amsterdam. I've been to Amsterdam myself. Yeah. And it's the most chilled out city I have ever, ever been to. I've seen people sitting down on the street, rolling their joints, having a chat. The guards are passing by on horses. You see absolutely no rows. You don't even see people raising their voices. It's the calmest place I've ever been in my natural life. And, like, alcohol, if you spend 25 quid on weed, okay, Mm-hmm. When you've all your daily business done, you sit down, you have a joint, you relax. If you spend €25 Euro on a bottle of Jaeger, you're going to have a blackout and you're apologising to people the following day because you acted the cunt. And you probably started a row, yeah, of course, yeah. There's no probably, because I've done it and I've had to apologise to people over blacking out over a bottle of Jaeger over getting mousy drunk like a fucking idiot. But if I was to sit down and have a joint, watch a bit of TV... I There's no paranoia, there's no nothing. The reason why... The reason why they won't make cannabis legal is because they know of all the healing properties in it. Ah, stop. That sounds like some sort of conspiracy theory now. Niall, put it this way. Bill Gates has said that 700,000 people are going to die before this vaccine is proven, but fucking idiots are going to take it. Anyway. Okay, that's your opinion in relation to the vaccine, right? Now no, we're going, now we, we, okay. You see, you've just gone from cigarette smoke uh, to we, they won't legalize cannabis because they know it cures cancer or something no, like that, or, they, or whatever, it whatever, whatever. Or it now, now, now we're going down the road of some sort of conspiracy in relation to the vaccine, and you turned, uh, no, and you, you've gone down no, an anti-vaccine no, route. Said that. Uh, you, Bill, well, Bill Gates said it to the right. He said that seven hundred people yeah. won. Valerie's right. It's not addictive. It has calming, soothing, healing properties. It's grown out of the ground. It has never killed anybody. As you said yourself, Niall, I agree with you 100%. 
Okay, well, say, so, well, well, hang, well, hang on. Let me just go to Anthony before the break, okay? I curse the day I ever put a fag in my mouth. Um, well, and so do I. Let me just go to Anthony first, if I can, because Anthony, you're on Classic. It's Adrian Anthony. Hi, Niall. How are things? Now, you've heard Tina put her argument across, as, and Maliki, obviously, against the idea of legalising cannabis. You're, you're against the idea. Yeah, totally, yeah. Okay, did you ever smoke it? I did once or twice, and it didn't really appeal to me, to be quite honest. And they don't call it dope for nothing because it does make people into dopes. So um, mm. I just, and it does cause illness. I worked in a treatment centre in the past, as you know, mm. and people are fine when they have it, but just like stopping an alcoholic from getting their drink every day, if they don't have their smoke every day, they get paranoid, they get moody, they get aggressive. It's rubbish. just as damaging as alcohol. Rubbish. So it's no, not, it's, it's not. not rubbish. I've seen it firsthand. It's the, there that, is... That's uh, cannabis alone. Have you worked in the treatment centre? No, uh, is it cannabis alone, I've asked you? Yes, mostly. No, rubbish. I mean, the, when you look... Rubbish. Uh, wait, well, hang on, with the greatest respect, you can turn around Tina and say it's rubbish. There is short-term and long-term effects of smoking cannabis. For IQ levels have dropped from people who smoke cannabis in the long term. Poor education performance from people who have uh, smoked it long term. Impaired thinking and ability to learn uh, complex tasks. I'm looking here online, by the way, to the, the actual data in relation to it. Relationships problems, intimacy problems, antisocial behaviour, including stealing money for or lying to get money for the cannabis, uh, financial difficulties. Uh, and then they talk about, of course, the short-term panic, hallucinations, and that severe, more like heroin than se- severe. It's not, but it's not. This is cannabis. Short-term no, memory, not. severe anxiety, uh, paranoia, psychosis. In some cases, are you telling me that these things don't yeah. happen to people? And if a person is prone to schizophrenia, it will trigger it in them. Yeah, that's been but, proven. Medically are you telling proven. me all those things don't don't happen, it's, Angela? No, but schizophrenics, to be fair, have enough problems of their own. They don't even. They don't need anything. But if they're prone to it, if they're prone to it, cannabis will trigger it all. Schizophrenia. Do you, by the way, did I ask you, sorry, Tina, are you smoking it? Do you currently smoke cannabis? No. No, But I did. But you did. Well, you sound like you are. No, actually, you do. I'm wide awake, love. You sound like you're on the way to going to sleep. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks very much. Thanks for the compliment. He he always sounds a little bit laid back, in fairness. (laughs) But that's not an offence. Look, I'm I'm like somebody that's hyperactive on Skittles. My point is, you're a lot more calmer than me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited all the time. And I'm like, I'm bubbly all the time. But my point is, like, as he said... You know, the likes of your speech, fucking coke, fucking... Watch, it, watch your language there, Tina, a little bit if you they, can. Sorry. They are... Class A's are fucking dangerous because they can potentially kill people. Weed has never killed anybody, to be fair. They, well, it if we... If we decriminalise it, you know what's going to happen. If we decriminalise it... Can I talk, please? You've been on long enough. Oh, sorry. If we decriminalise it... You know what's going to happen next. Twelve months later, we'll have another liberal government and it'll be legalised. And this is the same country that wants to be tobacco-free by another five years. And everyone jumping up and down since last March to close the off licences. 
and we want to we want to oh come come on get into the real world I mean mean, Malachi you're listening to the scene there she does I mean she makes a good argument because she obviously she'd like to see it legalised because she used to smoke it herself um, you know, it's not the most dangerous thing in the world, I suppose. Some people are texting in. Malachi's completely over the top. There's nothing wrong with Amsterdam. And certainly cannabis is not the most dangerous thing in the world. I don't think it would make a huge difference in society if we actually legalise it, because after all, people are smoking it anyway, Malachi. I mean, I deal regularly now with cases where parents have to deal with their teenage sons who are out of their heads on cannabis and weed. And the and all of the, the, the points that was made there by... Um, Tina. No, 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 Anthony. Anthony, um, about the effects of it and the violence that comes from these young people because the first thing in the morning that they want to do is to smoke a joint. The last thing at night they want to do is smoke a joint. And they say, oh, well, I can't get through the day without it. And it exacerbates any of the other problems that they already have. And, you know, the mental health services in this country are already overwhelmed. And why would we be saying to them, saying to society that we're going to allow this other drug to proliferate right through society and increase the, the, the strains on the mental health services and destroy another generation. And that's the reality. You know, we need to say that and be educated. We, we don't say to people, look, go and buy a packet of cigarettes and try it out. And try it. Most people, you know, won't get cancer from it. You know, only 50% will or whatever. Mm. Or most people won't get addicted. They can have a smoke today and, you know, it'll take a while to get addicted or whatever. We don't say that. We say, don't smoke because it will kill you. Don't smoke because it's bad for you. And now we're going to say, oh, yeah, well, don't smoke tobacco. But you're here. We let you smoke cannabis or weed or whatever. And in five or six years, sure, we let you take um, snort coke up your nose. And in 10 years after that, sure, you can bang a needle into your arm with heroin. I mean, because reala- realistically, Tina, if you did legalise it tomorrow and it was being sold in packages in restaurants or cafes or whatever, it would have to have a government health warning on it, right? You know, with a picture of a di- you know somebody dropping dead or hallucinating. Because that's the way we go. I mean, we have to put government warnings on things that are dangerous because we have to inform people, but otherwise they come back to us in 30 years and sue the government. So we're putting a health warning on something, making something illegal that we know is dangerous. I thought this government uh, you know, and everybody around us at this particular moment in time is all about saving lives. Yeah, the government health. is uh, about d- making money. The government is about making revenue. But the forget about the revenue for the sec- for just for a second. Just forget, about, forget about the revenue, because it was the revenue they would have legalised it years ago if the government were that crazy when it came to money. But, no, fags kill people. Bags kill people, but it makes that... And so, do, and so do drugs. No. Uh, Tina, I mean, you said before the break there, and, you know, you're listening there to Malachi, who said he's been campaigning against drugs for years and seen a lot of people die, and you just told me the drugs weren't dangerous. No, I did not. That's not fair. Well, you said I that people didn't die. No, no. Cannabis what? has never killed anybody. I would disagree with that as well. There are bags, stats, there, are stats no, there to show that no, it actually has. kill people, alcohol kill people, everyone Well, see, it. okay, well, let me use the analogy. Alcohol kind of directly doesn't really kill people. If you go out and have a pint, it's not going to kill you, right? Most likely. But the problem is, is that a lot of people don't have a pint. A lot of people As will have no ten pints and two bottles of whiskey. Of time, you get locked out of your mind. I've, I've known people that have done this. They bump against somebody, there's Next thing, they go baiting the shit out of each other, and one of them ends up dead. He hit his head off the curb. You know all the stories yourself, Right. Cigarettes, as you said, causes lung cancer. Not in everybody, but it's been proven. 
I have never in my and I yeah. I mean, no, the point the point I'm making the point I'm making is social drinking generally doesn't kill people, right? Uh, but but, but the but the problem is is the addictive nature of alcohol unfortunately creates alcoholics and alcoholics in turn uh, create crime and domestic violence and all sorts of carry on that goes with it. Oh, but I want to read this out. Somebody says, Noel, you obviously went to Amsterdam looking for prostitution and drugs. I've actually never been in Amsterdam, but there you go. Uh, If that is all you saw, you mustn't have gone much further than the red light district. It's one of the most beautiful, cultured and relaxed cities in Europe. If you had a different experience, you must have gone with a seedy itinerary. I'm proud to call myself an Amsterdammer, says Dirk. Yeah, but no, by the way, I'm not saying it isn't a nice city. It's just I wouldn't like my city to be known around Europe as the place you go for a weekend to smoke drugs and, you know, pick up a prostitute. Because, because unfortunately, that's what people know about Amsterdam around Europe when they go for weekend breaks, isn't it? Niall, I live in Galway, Levine, and I can tell you where prostitutes hang out. Okay. Hello. That's okay. in every city on the planet. Yeah, but illegally in this country, legally in Amsterdam, obviously, is the point that I'm making, okay? Sorry, yeah, is Maliki gone there, is he? No, oh, no, I'm still here. Yeah, okay, so Maliki, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get too much into the argument about whether it kills people or whether it doesn't. I think we all know that alcohol, drugs, they all have a detrimental effect in society when it comes to killing people. By the way, your thoughts on Amsterdam. Would you like Dublin to be like Amsterdam, where we can legally, you know, have prostitution and legally have, uh, you know, coffee shops to the corner of the street selling joints? Well, I've never actually gone to Amsterdam. Neither have I, personally. People, but I know anybody that goes, has gone, has gone just for drugs. But For a weekend, yeah. For, yeah. in Vancouver, and I walked down the street, I just can't think of the name of it, and I was horrified, where a whole section of that area seemed to have been just turned over to, to out-of-their-head junkies on mm. crack, on cocaine, on um, heroin, and just living on the streets. And that was for about a, a, maybe a square mile or less, a bit less than that. And I walked down the boardwalk in Dublin on Monday and I thought, we're not that far away from it. And when I, when I was in Vancouver last year, I said to, to myself, we're 10 years away from this in Dublin. Now we're about a year away from it because the amount of tents and stuff and alcoholics and, and uh, junkies that are wandering around the inner city. I was in town on, on, on Friday night and the amount of people in O'Connell Street out of their heads piling up at, at these soup kitchens and things. People who, sh- you know, mm-hmm. who shouldn't be in the centre of the city. Not one cop to be seen. And it totally... It, the city has been handed over to um, the drug culture. And that's where this leads, the decriminalisation of cannabis. And there are many women tonight young mothers sitting at home in fear of their teenage sons and daughters who are out of their head on weed. Okay, hold on a second, because Joan said as well, that woman's language is terrible. When a young person smokes ecstasy, he will move to cannabis. My nephew researched it in Trinity and now in America would say they're all addictive. Uh, Too many drugs, says Joan. Uh, Let me go to Paul. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Not too bad, Niall. How's things? Good. You, You smoke weed for five years. Yeah, uh, I suppose um, intermittently, kind of for over time, and then consecutively, then for a couple of years, and uh, I found it had a detrimental effect on my mental health. And I found that, uh, you know, I think people don't recognise that, you know, all this talk about the stylish element of cannabis and chilling out and everything, like you know, it's you have kids out there that aren't educated to what an actually can cause on a day-to-day lifestyle, like you know, and how it can affect you. Um, I suppose it's definitely affected my train of thought, it's affected my diet, it's affected my well-being. It's affected me in all sorts of different ways. Um, I found even friends and family, when they gave it up, were like, welcome back. You know, it's great to have... The old the Paul old, back. 
the old Paul back, you know, full of energy, full of excitement. You know, there's other ways to release stress. Um, and I think it definitely shouldn't be legalised because I don't think Irish people have the best self-control when it comes to substance. And uh, I suppose that's a generalisation. And I, anybody out there who does, fair play to you. And for, forgive me for saying so. But, uh, you know, I think time has told us that we don't have self-control. And I think, to be honest, it would be detrimental to society to have um, people who are uneducated and, you know, who don't understand the actual effects of this to be smoking on a daily basis, especially from a young age, because it would be a gateway drug for somebody. I was lucky that I took it up in my 20s when I had more sense than to be going for any of the dangerous drugs that could kill me in an instant. But you do and were, you, were, you, were you ever tempted to go to anything else after that then? Not particularly, no, because I, I had more sense. I was older and I was, I was educated and, I, 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 you know, I, I was smart enough not to. But if I was 14 years of age and I was smoking this and then somebody else older than me said, oh, I can sell you this, you know, because all they want is the money. They don't care about who you are or what you, what your family think of you. So they'll just hand you that stronger drug, and then next thing you know, you're you're going down that road, and you're only 14 years of age or 15 years of age. You don't understand. You could be coming from a lower income area. You know, you, you don't understand. It's it's a way out. You know, you could start dealing yourself. And I think you're kind of not really focusing on the actual if uh, areas of amount of crime that's caused. Uh, you know, over the, mm-hmm. all over Ireland. Like, and you know, and do you do you think that if you had to continue down that lifestyle, uh, you know, that five years that you went through, more so probably towards the end of it, where you were smoking a lot more. Do you think it would have destroyed your life? 100%. 100% would have destroyed my life. I probably would have ended up with severe mental health issues and would have, you know, potentially have committed suicide, you know. It would have caused a massive depression. Uh, it was causing a massive depression. So, you mm. know, um, it's definitely like, you know, to say like, you know, you can have, and having one little, I know that girl is saying have one little pin or a day and it'll, it'll take the edge off, like, Go for a walk, go for a run, you know, go meet a friend for a coffee, have a conversation, you know, coffee can give you a little high and you can have a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. go have a glass of wine, like, you know, it's, alcohol can be enjoyed in moderation, like, you know, I think weed specifically can cause, you know, if somebody decides to go to the shop and they're dozy and they're driving, you know, it, 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 sometimes it can be more dangerous, like, you know, and it's just a lot of different things that someone would do while smoking weed that they won't make good decisions, and even the aftermath for me, I found I couldn't make good decisions on my diet. Well, the evidence, the evidence clearly suggests that when you look at, for example, the amount of people who drop out of college in the United States, um, the majority mm-hmm. of the people who do drop out are people who smoke cannabis. Uh, and that's, that's, an, that's evidence-based fact that if you do smoke cannabis, you're more likely to drop out of college. You're more likely to lack an, ed, an education as you get older. You're more likely to succeed. Um, I'm looking at the long-term effects here. Decline in IQ of up to eight points over prolonged use. Uh, poor school performance. Impaired thinking and ability to learn. Lower life satisfaction. Addiction. About 9% of adults and about 17% of people who start smoking as teens. Potential development. Um, uh, relationship problems. Like, there is a lot yeah. of... Pro- and there just the long-term problems. The short-term problems, of course, as they talk about anxiety, psychosis, panic, hallucinations. It depends on the person, I suppose. It affects everybody a bit differently. But, but do me a favour. Stay there, please, Paul Buchanan. I'm like you stay there because, Charlene, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Charlene? Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, you disagree with probably everything I've just said there and you believe there's no evidence to suggest that it's dangerous at all. Not necessarily. I do agree with a lot of the points that you've just made in the last couple of minutes of the show, but I also do disagree on a couple of them. So absolutely it can lead to a lack of, like, demo- of demotivation and stuff like that if there's a continuous use 
like addiction to cannabis does exist. Okay, mm-hmm. it's psycho- well psychological more so than anything else, I suppose. Yeah, you could be- become reliant on it. Yes. Yeah, that same thing that you get when you're addicted to shopping, or addicted to gambling, or addicted to anything like that. Yeah. That same sort of dopamine levels you become used to. So nobody should be consuming cannabis all day, every day. Just like nobody should be consuming alcohol all day, every day, or sugar, or caffeine, or any other type of drug. Because remember, sugar and caffeine are both drugs too. It's just no everything in moderation. So I'm someone who's consumed cannabis, and this might shock some people, since I'm 12 years of age. I'm 32 now. I'm a mother of two. I own my own business. I'm in a long-term relationship, and I continuously use cannabis in the evening to relax. I don't okay, so so how, many, how many joints would you smoke in the evening? Just one, two? Two to three joints maybe in the evening. Okay. Um, and then on a day that I'm not in work, I might have one when I wake up in the morning. Okay. But I, have it, I continually function throughout the day. Like I said, I've got two children. Yeah. I keep busy with them. I keep busy with my home. I like to say to people that cannabis is my little bag of patience. Because okay. So do you I think can, it reduces your stress and anxiety? Literally, I've got a 14-year-old daughter at home. We all know what it's like to have a teenager. Oh, yeah. If I've got a smoke and she comes in and she's having a little bit of a hormone yuma, yeah. I'm able to take a breath and say to myself, hang on, do I need to respond to this? Where if I haven't consumed cannabis, I'm quick to react without actually thinking. Oh, okay, well, let, let me just put that to Maliki. Maliki, you know, if you used responsibly... Cannabis, you know, for a lot of people is a little bit of a pick-me-up. It's a little bit, it's, you know, not sedates people, but relaxes people a little bit, according to what Charlene is saying, that she can deal with life just a little bit better. Well, unfortunately, well, there are many people who, who are addicts, whether it's alcohol or, or whatever, or cannabis or heroin or cocaine, who can function quite well and mm-hmm. can appear quite normal. Now, you see... What we have to look at is what type of society do we want? Are we going to legislate for the small percentage of people who can function okay long-term taking these drugs? Or do we say, as we say with cigarettes now, that they're bad for you and they shouldn't be allowed and we should encourage you not to do it and therefore we should not legalise or decriminalise it? We have to look at the greater good. We're continually listening to Neffet and people like that telling us, you know, about public health. We've never heard the word public health as much as we've had since March. We've probably never heard of it before. But we're told about how we must all look after each other, how we must look after society, how we must protect, you know, the young and the old and all of this. And now we want to ply them with another uh, narcotic to pump into their system to to disorientate them and to, to control them because that's ultimately what these drugs do. Because once you start removing that, that drug then, the people will demand that it stays. And See, Charlene, I do get Maliki saying, in your case, and I, I don't know you personally, but maybe it has no detrimental effect on your life, right? But you, you could also equally say, for example, there are smokers out there. I know, I know people who might smoke at the weekend with a drink. They don't smoke otherwise. And it's probably of little harm to them because, now, I, I'm not recommend, recommending people should smoke at all. But in saying that, it's of little harm to them. It's one or two social cigarettes every now and again. I know people who might have one or two pints every now and again. It's fine, right? But what I'm saying is we have to apply laws to society for the majority. And sadly, the majority are not going to be as calm and collective on cannabis as you are. Some people abuse it, unfortunately. Sorry, Niall, if you let me just um, tell you on this one. So actually, recent studies have shown that 13.8% of 18 to 24-year-olds in Ireland consume cannabis regularly. Now, that's 18 to 24-year-olds 
and that's a very small portion of society with a really huge amount of people. Now, there's not 13.8% of people presenting to mental health services every year, and that's not a small proportion of society to legislate for. Now, if you legislate, it means that you can educate, and if we can educate young people about the dangers of cannabis, just like we do alcohol. And but so why, but why, I see, what I don't understand what you're saying, Charlene, we educate people about the dangers of cannabis, but then we're going to legalise it. So we know something you is, the is dangerous. Around, we legalise it, and then we educate. That's what I'm saying. We, 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 know, we know something is dangerous, but we're going to legalise it. We give it to them, and then we try and educate them not to do it. It does, but like someone else mentioned before, people are consuming it anyway. So do we allow them to... We don't give people the keys of a car and tell them to go out and drive and then tell them to go and get driving lessons. No. Tell them to get the driving lessons or the driving car, don't we? If I had my way, or if other people in society that I know really well had their way, we'd already be educating young people about both the benefits and the dangers of cannabis. I was recently in my daughter's secondary school, and they've actually got some really unbiased like posters put around about CBD and stuff like that. And it's really encouraging to see that they're allowing that debate to happen in school. Like, the United Nations recently... Hold on, what do you mean unbiased? Schedule one you, you cannot be unbiased about drugs. Sorry? You can't be unbiased about drugs. You no, can't put up this wishy-washy, oh, some drugs are okay. No, I don't you have to say that they're wrong. That's And we have to drum that into our young people. You can't be having discussions about... Whether that go that bad. Whether there's benefits to any kind of class A drugs or be it cannabis or whatever it happens to be. So there's there's no benefit. Yeah, but there's no. Hang on. With the greatest respect, Charlie, there's no benefit to society for people smoking cannabis. Oh, okay, well, well, hang on because Paul wants to say something. Paul, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Uh, just a question to Lydia, Charlene. Uh, you, know, you said you smoke two, two joints every week and then you have a business and relationship and family and everything. Do you, do you drive a car? I don't drive a car. Okay. I uh, wouldn't uh, drive a car either because just like when you're using alcohol like that, I wouldn't drive under while I'm impaired. But can, but can you drive? Do you drive? Like I don't drive. Okay. I've never drove. Oh, okay. I, 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 I appreciate that. No I appreciate okay, yeah, because it would be a different argument, obviously, if you're, if you're smoking on a rig. Come here, guys. Yeah. Just getting back to that point you've made. The United Nations have removed cannabis from the Schedule 1 class of dangerous drugs. I know. That was only, that was only about last week or something or the week yeah, before. Yeah, it was indeed. And then the European... Well, mind you, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that they're going to legalise it, either. No, absolutely not. And that's not what I would mean at all. I just mean that there's a lot more research going into cannabis these days. And I'm, <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm open to the research and I'm open to, you know, the idea of medicinal cannabis. And this is the reason why they removed it, by the way, uh, from the, the United Nations removed it, because obviously it has medicinal qualities. So I, I'm open to all that for medicinal use, you know, for pain, uh, all those kind of pain relief and all that kind of thing. But I, now, mind you, I don't buy into the argument that it cures cancers and all that kind of carry on. I think it might reduce symptoms when I say symptoms of the pain. Uh, but I but I am open to all of that for medicinal purposes. And many countries around the world have legalized it, including ourselves, by the way, very shortly for medicinal purposes yeah. as well. So, but I'm talk, we're talking about recreational purposes. There's Paul, who's literally nearly destroyed his life. Absolutely not. But with all due respect, there's absolutely no difference between medicinal cannabis and cannabis. People who are treated with medicinal with cannabis are treated with the same cannabis that's used recreationally. Yeah, but there's a trade. Yeah, but there's a trade-off. If you're suffering from, you know, so if you're having, uh, if you have epilepsy, I, I don't know, whatever 
uh, illnesses it happens to have. Or whatever, whatever it is that you happen to have. And, and, and some, I don't know, medicinal cannabis helps that. The trade-off is that, okay, medicinal cannabis is not great, but at least you're in a better position. So there is a trade-off. Well, that's the biggest problem in this country, by the way. Well, prescribed drugs in this country is the worst problem, by the way. It's the biggest problem. Absolutely. It's the exact same thing about pharmaceuticals. Yeah, sorry, sorry, uh, Paul there. Go ahead. No, I, I suppose um, the one thing I noticed about the research and, and my, having been involved in it myself, like, you know, uh, you kind of, like, Google is not an education. It's not, it's, uh, all these articles, all these bloggers, they're always focused on the positives and the, the trends and, and try, they're, they're trying to make money on their clicks and their advertisements and their, their endorsements, like, you know, and I suppose when you're in the mix of it all and, and you're smoking regularly, like, you know, you, it's something that you're, you're reliant on and you, you always want to believe the, the positives and you don't focus on the actual negatives until it's actually happening around you. And I understand, uh, Charlene, that you can, fo- you can function and, and fair play, but I, I do believe that the majority of people don't. And I think that when people do try it for the first time, they try it with alcohol because it's something that the alcohol lowers their inhibitions, they're more open to trying new things, and then next thing you know, the mix of them two together is detrimental to somebody. They could get involved in an accident, they could become violently ill, they, they sometimes pull what is known in slang words as a whitener and then they, they can't move and if that happens to them in a situation where they don't have anyone to look after them they you know if it happened on a cold night they could be KO'd on the ground and that could be the end of them I think it's you know I think the whole thing is basically that society aren't looking at the articles these research shows percentages of this percentages of that BS to be honest with you like you know it's not true like and I think that the real research if you were to actually read real scientific articles and look as that man that was on earlier who worked in the treatment centres, who saw the kids coming in, who saw the people who were suffering from it. I was lucky that I stopped and I had good people around me who loved me and cared for me that influenced me in a positive way to guide me in the right direction and bring me back to my true, confident, intelligent self. And I genuinely think it's a waste of time. It's a stupid, stupid drug that will cause people to believe things that they want to believe and that's all it is, really. Okay, uh, Charlene, somebody wants to know, by the way, if you didn't have a joint tomorrow or the next day how would it affect you would you would you find yourself getting anxious um so i don't find myself having any sort of withdrawal symptoms from cannabis i find that having cannabis with tobacco and not having tobacco leads me to be a little bit irritable at times but not the cannabis itself but if i do not have tobacco i will absolutely be irritable and that's another point to make about cannabis and a lot of these studies that have been done around cannabis they've also used tobacco as um, alongside cannabis. So there's never actually been a huge quantity of studies done which solely look at cannabis as the product that's been well, well, yeah, but I think, we, I, think we're, I think we're aware of the fact that smoking cigarettes, although dangerous, and we all understand that from a cancer point of view, it doesn't cause, cause psychosis and it certainly doesn't cause uh, people to drop out of college, etc, etc, etc. And this is another issue I have and a lot of people in the community and I have it with this as well. A lot of these reports and a lot of these scientific reports have been made about cannabis causing psychosis. Yes, it can be an, a, 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 an accelerant with if someone already is predisposed to mental health issues. That's the case with any sort of intoxicant. But it does not cause psychosis. Trauma is the leading cause of psychosis. And all these 
studies that show that it leads to psychosis. What they've done is they went into institutions and they've dealt with mental health clinics and they've researched people who already have psychosis. And yes, a huge quantity of them found to have consumed cannabis at some point in their life. But if you actually study the overall population of people who, who consume cannabis daily and regularly, the percentage of them who develop mental health problems is a lot. Oh, but I, I remember when when it was more, when, I don't know when it was more popular, maybe I just happened to notice it because I was younger, when I was at late, late teens, the amount of friends of mine who smoked cannabis, like ridiculous, nearly every one of them were smoking cannabis, mm-hmm. well the amount of them that used to have panic attacks and all sorts of ridiculous carry-on happening to them when they were smoking and off their head. So I mean, it does, I have no doubt it does cause psychosis. Maybe you have to be predisposed to it and maybe you're right in that sense. But still, if you didn't smoke the cannabis, well, then you wouldn't have the attack or you wouldn't have the psychosis. Well, like I said, I don't believe that. I believe okay. trauma. All right, okay. If well, an incident that, that, that's traumatic, okay. whether it be something in your past, I believe that's the huge catalyst to mental health issues. And especially okay, well, let, let me just go finally, just because I have to wrap this up. Damien, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Damien? How you doing, Noel? How's it going? How are you getting on? Grant, Damien, uh, you smoking as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, it's 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 a it's it's a neither here nor there thing for me. Like you know, uh, I haven't smoked in say three months. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, I it, for me, it's it's a music thing. It's a creative. It's an alternative perception of music. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I can I can leave it. I can take it. But um, this whole thing about it being addictive, I think it's just a, a crock of bollocks. Like really, you don't think it's addictive at all. No, no, I don't think it is. Well, I then, think, why, well uh, then why are so many people taking it on a regular basis if it's not addictive? It's, I, I mean, and Charlene made a good point. Why, why, why are so many people drinking coffee? I mean, like... Absolutely, but that, that was the point that Charlene made. Gambling, for example, is not physically addictive, but it is addictive. And we all yeah. know that. Okay, so the point is that maybe cannabis is, may not be physically addictive, but you become reliant on the feeling that you get from it. Uh, I wouldn't say reliant. No, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's it's more of a preference. You know, it's a preference. It's, it's yeah. It's it's wh- whether you want it or whether you don't. It's, I wouldn't um, categorize it the way uh, people are trying to, you know, uh, put it down like that. I mean, it's it's not it's not the way uh, people are making it out to be. It's it's really just as you said yourself. It grows from the ground. You either you want it or you don't. It's you know you either smoke. And what, or you what's don't. the benefits for you, Damien, of smoking a joint? Well, do you, th- do you think bro- you're more creative or something? Well, yeah, it broadens my imagination. I mean, like all the music that you're listening to, like ninety five percent, if not more, the music that you're listening to on the radio, all your heroes, they're all fucking smokers. Excuse me, French, but they are. I'm not going to disagree with you. One of my most, one of my favorite albums ever was Sgt. Pepper's by the Beatles. But they were all off their box when they wrote it. Okay, I'm not going to, but that doesn't make it right. More than cannabis, mind you. Absolutely, yeah. But that that doesn't make it right. Yeah, I do agree with the fact that good a lot of good music is being written by people who are out of their heads because they come over because they're off their minds. But that doesn't, but that still doesn't make it right. I wouldn't say out of your mind or out of your box. I mean, it's that's that's really kind of yeah. But John Lennon and Paul McCartney were never going to be rocket scientists. You know what I mean? I mean, they were great songwriters. They didn't want to be rocket scientists either, did they? No, but what, what we do need the rocket scientists in, in this world as well. We do need people to be educated. And, you know, and yeah. the, the evidence clearly shows that if you're a cannabis smoker, that it does yeah. reduce your IQ. It does increase the possibility of you dropping out of college. It does increase yeah. the possibility of you not doing well in education. So all those things are not having, you know, the motivation to be successful. So all those things are true. 
Well, I think that's terrible, unfortunate. Like when when you come across people who uh, abuse the likes of alcohol, and uh, you know things that like alcohol is obviously a, a, a legal uh, drug. Oh, it is. I'm you not know, doubting and, that for a minute. You know, and that's being abused. You know, so and, and, and you're people? right. You're absolutely right. And the point that Maliki is making is, why do you want to? Why do I, Why do we want another problem? We all agree that alcohol is a problem. Well, the, we all agree the, the cigarette point, smoke the point is a problem. I'm trying to make is. You're talking about uh, another problem. How about the, the, the problem already exists? And how about, uh, you know, trying to, uh, like, more or less, you know, stabilize it, build on it, educate ourselves about it? You know, like, it's not a pro- How is it a problem? And anyway, adding to another problem. It's already there. You know what I mean? Well, okay, well, Maliki, do you want to answer that? It's already there, finally, Maliki. Yeah, well, what we should be doing is trying to remove the problem rather than actually um, saying that it's okay. Well, remove, remove alcohol, remove cigarettes, remove all them so things, it's detrimental. Correct, and in time, people will start moving, uh, removing alcohol. You know, what? you've been 20 years trying to get rid of cigarettes, at least, you know. Yeah, you're never going to get rid of them, though, are you? That's why... I, I, do, I disagree with you, by the way, I disagree with you, Tim, or not Tim, should I say, sorry. Uh, Damien, I, I, I disagree with you that I think eventually, I, I would imagine within 10 years, cigarettes will become a thing of the past. Well, I hope so. You know? Yeah, but, and, I mean, I, and I, I hope so too for society, I believe, you know, for the health of society. Because we can, yeah. all, we can see over the last 20 years, there's been a 40% reduction in the amount of people that smoke. I think it's 40% reduction in the amount of people that smoke. Give it another yeah. 10 or 20 years and hopefully they'll be gone altogether. Why do we want to make the same mistake again then with another drug? But look, it's, you, you know... The way you, the way you're calling a drug, and you know, it, it seems like you're really, you're really demonising something that that that's been used since the beginning of mankind. Here, you know what I mean, drug. and it's going to be continued to be used long after you're dead for millions and thousands of years uh, to the end of the earth. It will be used, but you will always have a problem with it, won't you? Yeah. People like you will always have a problem always with it, and that's yeah. that's not that's not helpful, is it? Because right. it's 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 gone. It's one right. step forward. I Three don't believe back. I should be encouraging my kids to put any toxic substances into Well, them. don't encourage them. Don't encourage them. Encourage them, but allow, us, allow the state to, to, to say to them that it's okay. Well, yeah, we yeah, look, open your eyes. Look, look at what the world is doing. You know, it's, it's called progression. You know what I mean? We're I, I, I don't think legalizing okay, drugs is a progression, but however... That would be me very progressive, won't it? Yeah, well, here, look, that's just the way it goes. That's just the way the world works. It's, right, it's, so I don't call the I don't call the shots. It's 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 uh, call it what you want. State human nature. And you want the state now to legalize um, cannabis and say to kids because that's what you're talking about. You're not talking about talking to adults. No, the this kids are smoking. Well, hang on, hang on, let Mal- no, hang on, Jamie. Let Malachi finish what he's let Malachi finish what he's saying. They're sending to our young people that it's okay to smoke cannabis, and at the same time you're telling them it's not okay to smoke cigarettes. You're telling them then. In 10 years, we'll be telling them it's okay to do coke. Then it'll be Okay, crack. in that case, here, listen to me. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You want, no. society, you want a society where people are walking around more stoned than they already are. And that's, that's progress. That's, no, that's, no, that's, no, that's, no, that's, it's, it's, it's not. Look, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what the biggest gateway drug is. Alcohol. Alcohol lowers your inhibitions. It, it, it drives you into doing stupid things. That, that's the biggest gateway drug. And that's perfectly legal, isn't it? So don't go on to me about uh, 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 cannabis is this awful thing. It's not. It really isn't. What did I say? You see, you, you haven't listened to one word I've said because you're, you're in your own bubble there where you believe that because you do this, then it's okay and it should be okay for everybody else. Well, I'm just saying this. I'm not addicted to it. Wrong. I'm not, I'm not, it, I'm it, not it, strung out on, no, a, on, a, on having a joint said, every morning. Like We've already said 
that if, if we were starting out with a blank sheet, we wouldn't legalise alcohol or cigarettes. And in time, both of them will, will be um, stopped by the state at some stage. But this state wants to keep people out of their heads. Okay. And, and you're, you, you think that's, that's progressive you, and that's you, okay? You, you think that the state is trying to keep everyone suppressed, is it? I, I think that the state, because there are so many people in government and in the political establishment, because can, cannabis is not the target here, cocaine is. And because the, the, the huge amount well, of... Are, are we talking about cocaine or cannabis here? Like, well, no, I think the, the point he's making is if, if we can legalise cannabis, well, then the next step is, and many politicians are going to talk about legalising cannabis drugs. And you know as well as I do, Damien, and Malachi's pointed it out, that I would love to do a cocaine test on most of the, the political leaders in this country and find out if they're taking it. And they'll all refuse to do a test. Yeah. Okay, but just just write it, because I have to go to Tim, Alec. Thank you, and thank you to Damien as well. I have to go to Tim as well. Tim, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tim? Hi, how are you, Niall? Uh, you're the final caller on this one, Tim. It's been quite a topic, I'll be honest with you. The amount of calls yeah, that I've got I in relation to it. From the very start. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's your situation? I'm going to give everybody that's on the show, and everybody that's listening, a very real, clear realisation of what actually... To be honest, I don't think... Any of them have a fucking clue what they're talking about. Anyway, number one, Hero- our heroin is probably one of the most dangerous drugs that could ever be mentioned or even. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody said it to me ten years ago, heroin, I would have been like, "Oh my god, what yeah. the hell? Don't say that." Cannabis, sorry, Jesus, and um, cannabis and weed or whatever you'd like to call it. That's it's a very minor. Yes, um, that lady that was speaking and she said that she'd have a joint in the evening. I find nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. If it unwinds you down, if it relaxes you, then by all means. And if you can ahead. control that. And if that can be con- controlled, yes, 100%. If it, be, if it can be controlled, like having a glass of wine in the evening, you know, nobody's going to judge you by having a glass or two. But then if you have a bottle or if you have two bottles, automatically going to be called an alcoholic. Or um, if you have a joint, that's fine. But then if you go on, if you have two or three joints, you're going to be called a junkie, as somebody said on the show, which I find absolutely so disrespectful. You know, nobody realises what actually is going on in that person's life. Unfortunately, at the moment, I am in a homeless hostel because my life didn't go the way that I suppose wanted it. I didn't, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. I'm a qualified hairstylist for the past 14 years. I've worked for TV3. I've modelled over in London for Calvin Klein and Ted Baker. And unfortunately... I did start smoking weed, and yes, it did bring me down to another road of taking cocaine. And do you think, by the way, t- just sorry to interrupt you, Tim, but do you think, and I'm sorry to hear about the situation you're in now, but do you think the lifestyle of, you know, being the hairstylist, you know, for the celebrities or whatever it was, or the models at the time on the runways, I'm sure that's the kind of stuff you were doing. Um, do you think that was the kind of, that, that particular, I suppose, occupation led you into that lifestyle? Usually. I'm just curious. Usually. Yeah. Huge. Because that, it is a big problem in the media. It's a huge problem it in the is. media. It is. It's huge. And it would have had an awful lot, and I'm going to be very honest, it had it a huge aspect of my own mental health, and I suffered an awful lot from bulimia and anorexia through that as well. So mm-hmm. there was a whole lot of it. Um, I also was an alcoholic, and I was into treatments, and I came off drink for over two years. You know, all of these things can be... Done. I mean, and you had you basically had the world ahead of you there because, I mean, obviously I from what you're telling me, you, you could have been very successful at what you were doing. No, I'm not going to lie to you. I could have had it. I did have everything that I ever wanted. I had my own house in Dublin. I worked 
for TV shows. I did all of that. And then, you know, unfortunately, different aspects of it came to my own mental health and my own family problems where it did bring me down a road of where all I wanted was, you know, something to, to, to block it out. We didn't work anymore. Cocaine didn't work anymore. So I went on to heroin. And where were you getting, because obviously it was damaging your life and you were obviously losing your jobs and, and losing work because of it, where were you getting the money with heroin? I was actually, I was actually functioning, to be honest. Okay. I was functioning and I was working. Um, and for a long time I did that and nobody ever knew anything and I was doing it behind closed doors. So you were and lying to everybody and living a lie, living a lie, yeah. All it was doing to me, it was actually keeping me normal so I could function, so I could actually get up in the morning and actually be... Be, be me, be have a normal day. Mm. That's what it was doing for me, you know. And but you, the, the thing about it is, you probably thought nobody noticed, but I think people do. I mean, and I worked with a person many years ago who ended up on cocaine, and I knew it. They denied it constantly all the time, but it destroyed their life. Destroyed their life. And that's it, like you know. And I, destroyed I, my friendship with the person too, in turn as well. You and know? that's what it can do, you know. I, unfortunately, over the years, I have lost friends. Um. I nearly lost my family, but thank God I had them back now. You know, I am currently in a homeless hostel. I am rebuilding my life. and I'm sorry to hear you're in that situation. So so are you out on the street every day and then waiting for somewhere to stay at night? Um, some days it can be like that and some days it, it, it's not. You know, in, every day, I suppose, is in between. I kind of, I wake up in the morning and I'm grateful to be alive, number one. Um, uh, you're, are you off the drugs now? Yes. Good. Good man. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I'm so glad, you, I, and, I, and I hope you stay off them. I'm glad because there's so much more to life. I mean, and to be honest with you, you sound like somebody who could do really well in life. Thank you very much. You know, so there's so much more to life. I mean, life... It was just it was just a bad a bad road that I laid. Yeah, you know, yeah, I no, I know. I should, look, I've been in bad places myself, you know. I mean, and you know, but, you, you turn to friends or you turn to family, generally speaking, but when, you, when you're on drugs, unfortunately, you lose all that support from oh. friends and family and then you're on your own and it just gets worse. It's just a snowball effect. Completely, you, le- you you literally, look, Niall, you end up on your own. Nobody cares no. about you. All they care about is their own lives. And yeah. you're just left by yourself. It's, it can be a very lonely, lonely, miserable place. And and I, by the way, I understand people pulling away from you because they, they're afraid. Oh, there's Tim. He's going to drag me down with him. So that, that's what people's fear is. When when you're 100%. with somebody or you know somebody is taking drugs, you kind of, you, you, you distance yourself. And, and by and the way, rightly so. In some I sense, could, I at the start I couldn't understand that because I was like, you know, I haven't changed as a person. I'm still the same person. I'm still the nice, you mm. know, bubbly person. But then I started to realize, okay, I'm fading away to nothing. I'm, you know, becoming a shell of my former self. And I was never like that before. You know, I was always so the party, and now I've just become, you know, so. Just, I don't know. I'm. I'm have you got? Have you got a plan tired. now, Tim? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit rushed for time, but here, have you got? When you when you look at your life now, and and hopefully you've been through the worst of it. Uh, yeah. I know it's difficult trying to get jobs and what have you when you're living in a hostel. Um, I, it, there's no other options for you at the moment. Can you get a HAP scheme or something from the state or something like that to help you get somewhere to live, an apartment, one bedroom apartment or something? It takes a lot of time, but hopefully, you know, after after the new year and everything, plus obviously COVID doesn't help. <laughs> That's why we didn't help. Yeah, everything gets blamed on COVID. COVID related. Uh, <laughs> it, but it, where do you see? I mean, can you actually? Because when you were in that rut, say going back a few years ago, you probably couldn't see a future for yourself. No, but, I didn't. All I saw was, you know, and as they say, you have to hit the bottom of the barrel before you can come back up. And 
believe me, Niall, I hit below the bottom of the barrel and I couldn't see any light. You know, I, you know, I tried to take my own life and that didn't work either. I'm sorry to like, that. okay, all I can do is go up from here. So, you know, if I'm not going to change it, nobody else is going to do it for me. So I suppose if, if I'm to answer your question that I think you were going to ask, where can I see myself in a couple of years? Then, no, of course, I'm going to spend Christmas with my family that I can't wait to see. Um, and then after Christmas, I'm going to get a job, get my own place, and then, you know, go back from there. My dream is to live in New York. So hopefully in the next five years, I'll be over there. Okay, well, that, well th- this is the next question I want to ask you because you've got clarity in your life now. Yeah. So if I said to you, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? So you see yourself in New York, you see yourself successful, back doing people's hair. Is that what you want to do to him, yeah? That's it. I'm 28 now, Niall. I will be 30. 28? You're a young man. Jesus, I'm 57. You have your whole <laughs> life ahead of you, Tim. Don't blow it. I have a son just a little bit younger than you, okay? Don't it, blow it, it Tim. You sound, like a, you sound like a would. wonderful guy. Thank you so much. Don't. Bl- I mean, I and you've had a lot of... Obviously you're, obviously, you're good at what you do if you ended up, you know, doing people's hair on TV and going over to catwalks and all that kind of thing. So you're obviously really good at what you do. Don't mess it up. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. You've got a second chance at life now. No, Don't mess it so up, much. man. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I and I see you, Tim. You're going to ring me. Hopefully, if I'm still alive and still on radio in five years' time, we're, we're we're going to take a call from you live from New York when you're in your own salon somewhere in the middle of Manhattan and you're doing celebrity hairstyles and you're making about a million a year. That's what I want to hear, I'll Tim. Be in, I'll be in the penthouse of the Bergdorf. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Tim, listen, you're amazing and I'm delighted to hear you've done so well and I'm, I, that you've come away from all that. And please, please, always remember, before you touch another smoke or a heroin or whatever it happens to be, just think of being on the show tonight and think of your future and think of everything ahead of you and the wonderful life you're going to have, Tim, all right? Niall, thank you ever so much. Have All a great right. evening. Oh, yeah, you too, Tim. See ya. Thank Bye. you, Niall. Bye. 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 Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.